It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Birds podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. James Seltzer, Elliot Shore, Parks with you in person. Today. In I get person to look at your beautiful today. face. I know. I had Great to come hair in day for, this. for you today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. That. I have a confession off the top. Oh, I love when we lead with a confession. Unprepared for this. Yeah, well. you're not ready yeah. for it. So it's good. I just can't get into the second season of Ted Lasso. I have no interest in watching it. I watched the first one. I didn't even, I think I maybe started the second one. I just don't care about it. Like, I don't think it's good. Like, every, like I just, I want- You only watch one episode. I want to like it. I was excited that? for it to come out. We've talked about it on the show. Like, Nick, Sir- I was the Sirianni is Ted Lasso guy. You were the original one. A lot of people have stolen that from you. I just don't think it's that good. You watch one episode. How could you possibly say that? It. It's like a joke of itself now. It's like, it's like oh, we get it. Ted Lasso says funny things, and he's a bit of a character. Okay, like, so you are, uh, I have one episode left in the season to watch. I'm not- Is it all totally out? caught up. Yeah, it's all out. Right. Um, it is not what the season is at all. Like the season is actually incredibly different from the first right. season. Like you don't have to watch it; it's up to you. I mean, you're losing out. Uh, I don't know if I am though. Oh uh, well, you know, I'll take your word for I mean, it. I for guess. someone who loved the first, season I know that's as, what I'm saying. I, but I'm dis- to only watch one episode and give up, but I mean, I'm that's disappoint- embarrassing. I'm disappointed in myself. It's one that's episode, what I'm saying. but it wasn't that good. It's like the guy. Well, I guess it's not really a spoiler, but like, oh, the guy kills a dog kicking a soccer ball, like. What, how crazy is I don't know. I just wasn't like, what are we doing here? Like, it's the same joke over and over. It's not like Ted though. Lasso says something weird and people are like, no, oh, it, he's really it, actually it, caring. It, it, it's a lot more. It's it's deeper this season. They really get right. into to Ted's struggles, man. Well, look, I got a six-hour flight to Vegas. Maybe on you should watch it. Maybe you should just in, you know not decide off of one episode. How about that? Well, here's the other question. I think this is I think this is podcast appropriate. So, oh, good. <laughs> so happy you cleared. I'm this. going to Vegas on the fans of Philly yes. trip, as I always do, right? Uh-huh. And well, I always go with fans of Philly trips, not to Vegas first trip. Correct. To Vegas. Yes, yes, this will be my first time yes. in Vegas. Have you oh, been? First, yeah, yeah, three times. Wow, is it fun? <laughs> yeah, Vegas <laughs> is a blast, man. Yeah, All yeah. Right. Look, it's a lot more fun when you're, you know, 25. Right, and, and not when IPAs so make to you speak, feel gross you know? for three days. Yes, yes, when you can really bring it, as right. they say. But yes, Vegas is a lot of fun. It's one of those things where one night is amazing, two nights is perfect, three nights is the worst thing you could ever well, do. Well, I'm yourself. there for four nights. There you go. So <laughs> it's a, it, it gets old quick, I'll say that. So here's the question. So fans of Philly, as you know, the premier fan trip experience Without for Philadelphia question. fans, yeah. Yeah. has three, four, Full chartered planes going out there of all <laughs> Eagles fans. All plane, the whole plane is Eagles fans. Oh man! And there's a liquor license on the plane. <laughs> so here's the question for you. I Mr. can't wait to see where this is, Mr. Jameson. Yes, yes. Ooh, Mr. Jameson. See what right? he did there. That's good. Yes. Do I pretend to sleep or do I just embrace it and drink? Embrace plane? it. And drink. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Uh. I mean. Six You're on a plane though. full of Eagles fans. I yeah, mean, what a, a blast. Point. That's a good point. You'd be like, is that is that Elliot Shore Parks on our plane? Oh, my God. <laughs> is that the guy that does the pod with James? <laughs> no, no, no. So anyway, that's what maybe I'll either watch Ted Lasso or I'll just 
you'll probably end up hanging out. Holding Drink court. Drink a little something. The queen's court. coming. So. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. First time in Vegas. I know. I can't believe it. I'm shocked. Well, I just never really had a huge desire to go. I think like it's like I'm more excited for Denver than Vegas, but uh, it'll be fun. It'll definitely be a good time. I, like I said, I'm actually leaving Thursday. So I'm there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. <laughs> I know. It's a lot. I will say that. Should lot. I go see the Grand Canyon? I mean, if you can't, I've never seen the Grand Canyon. That's like uh, one of the, I, I've been a lot of places in America. Grand Canyon's like number one on that list that I haven't been to. So Ruben Frank, who did the show Shout with. out yes, to Ruben. Had a, a great blast job. with him. Yeah. Um, he said his one caveat before the show, he said to me, I only have one request for me filling in today. Can we make fun of Elliot as much as possible? Nice. Like, Absolutely. Well, when he was ta- when he was like doing his opening thoughts on Sirianni, I was like, yeah, it's probably a good thing I'm not. <laughs> probably a good day where everyone could just vent about Sirianni. Yes. But uh, yes. no, well, Rube said the Grand Canyon is worth it. So I, I, I would assume it is. I'm a big... I'm a big grandiose guy. Like yes. I love things well, that's that why I love dream teams. Things that make you go, wow. Yeah. Big fan of that in life. Yeah. You know? Well, so if anyway. That's why I would go to space if I could. I, I would go to space. I'd be just too to, afraid. Just to have I'm not super into the idea of it on its face, the idea, you know, I'm not right. a huge like being super high be, up yeah, guy. Doing dangerous things. But I would absolutely do it because like what an experience. Would you actually do it? Yeah. If someone said to you, James, yes. you can go to space. Yes. yes. Yes, in a second. Do you think you know, I would be like, what an amazing Emily would do it in a second. Emily's like a. You think ro- she'd be okay with you doing em- it? Of course she would. Emily's like a roller coaster free. Oh, I don't Emily's like, like a, Emily has no fear of heights. Like, Emily's like a. She has that, like, you know, no problem with any sort of thrill thing when, she's in. When I was younger, I used to be afraid of roller coasters. That's probably not surprising, honestly. <laughs> no, to actually, but it's, listen, so I'm yes. not a big roller coaster fan. I, I, um, I'm fine. Like, I'm not afraid of them. I'll, I'll go on them, but I'm not, like, a roller coaster guy, per yeah. se. But I'll go on them. They're fine. I just don't get why I would want to feel like I'm falling. I just don't like the, I don't like the, which I'm sure is the common theme for people who don't like roller coasters. I don't like the, you know, click, 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 click all the way to the top, and then that moment where you're kind of, like, hanging, and then you go. Well, I don't mind the spins. I don't mind going fast and it's that that climb that whenever I, don't. I do it, I just like close my eyes and brace myself. So it's like I'm not even. Like, <laughs> so it's like fun. What, what's yeah, the point? It's like I'm what's just like point? it's like all right, I'll put up with this for like four minutes yeah. or whatever. It's good. So that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's get to the Eagles. On that note, we should probably talk Eagles. Yes. They will be in Vegas along with Elliot Shore Parks and fans of Philly this weekend. We'll get to the game in, in a few. Let's let's start with I think the biggest news of the week. Obviously, I mean. We've talked about it on this pod many times. Just, you know, what is going on? When will we find out? When will he be back? Well, he's back. Yeah. We found out Lane Johnson back, talked about how he's been dealing with mental health issues. Of course, you know, I don't think there is a single Eagles fan or Eagles player or Eagles whatever who, who you know, doesn't support Lane through this and all that. Um, back this week. Good to have him back. Um, do you expect him? Pl- First of all, what are you, what's your feelings about Lane coming back and the whole situation? Then do you expect him to play? Well, obviously, I... I like I think it's a good thing he's back, of course, you know. Of course. Like from a purely personal perspective, obviously it's good he's back. Like getting him back on the roster as a player, I was okay with seeing my lot at right tackle and Dillard at left tackle. Like I I think they could be a good tackle duo of the future. I think that they've certainly had some bad moments between the two of them, but I would be interested in giving them time to develop. Now that being said, Lane is a very good right tackle. So it does help the team, but from from a purely team building perspective, I don't think it's like massive that they have Lane back. From a personal perspective, yes, it was good to see Lane out there. I was out at practice. Today's Wednesday. I think he will play on Sunday. He was lining up kind of like where the starting right tackle normally lines up. Now, Sirianni said he'd be limited, so in theory, I guess it means he's not going to do team drills, but that could change. So, uh, yeah, I think he'll probably play probably play on Sunday. Yeah, and look, they're a better team with Lane Johnson. I mean, Jordan Mailata as a right tackle is not as good as Lane Johnson. Yet. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess, yes, I guess, but I, I don't think it's like uh I understand what you're saying, but I mean, I think ultimately— And Mailata's a better left tackle than I, Dillard Well, that's is, where so. I was about to go, yeah. is ultimately I would prefer Mailata at left tackle. I know that you want Dillard to get opportunities and all that, but right, right now, Lane Johnson at right, Mailata at left, they're a better football team right now, and I, and I think— Mylotta at left tackle long term is the the best place to put him. So, so I was debating that. Like I yes, I agree, but one of the things that's made one of the things that has made Lane valuable is that a lot of really good pass rushers do line up on the right. Or sure. I guess, you know, they're left or whatever. But I just mean it looks like Mylotta is better at the left side than the right side. Yeah. I yeah, I think so. I think so, it's too. still the Agreed. more important tackle spot. I think it's slightly the And look, slightly I know that we talked about how Dillard's look good and stuff, but whenever Jack Driscoll has played right tackle, he's looked pretty good too. Agreed. So, you know, yeah. I think they're in, in decent shape from a depth perspective. 
at that at that thing. And look, I just think having leaned back and get look, all of us being able to to kind of exhale and and say, mm-hmm. all right, you know, he's going through something, but at least lean is back. He has made it to a point where he is yeah, he's probably not in a better spot than he was wherever whatever happened before. And you know, I think as Eagles fans, again, you know, we talked about a lot what was happening, but like Lane's one of our guys. I mean, he won us a Super Bowl. We you know, especially, and we'll get to it in a sec, but with Zach Ertz being gone, Zach Ertz trade away, which we haven't spoken about since, uh, you know, there aren't that many guys left who, no. who were a part of that thing, that magical thing that, that we will all never forget. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what, what, like, players that were really important for them winning the Super Bowl on the other team. So, uh, Well, they have Kelsey. Ertz, no, I'm saying are on other teams now. Like, oh, 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 playing, well, Nick Foles, Zach Ertz. Nick Foles, Zach Ertz, Malcolm Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Big V. Vitae, right. Uh... Um, Patrick Robinson retired. Patrick Robinson uh, retired. Um, Bradham Trey is Burton. not on a team. Trey Burton is on another I team, believe, right? and he still plays, right? I believe so. Yes. So Trey um, Burton, Deshaun, Corey Clement no, is a cowboy. Nelson, Nelson Corey Aguilar, Clement. yeah, Aguilar, sure. Trying to think of anybody. Jalen Mills, Jalen Mills, right? Aguilar and Ronald Darby, sure. Trying to think of anybody we're forgetting. Probably riveting. Oh, the quarterback. To listen to um, Nate Sudfeld. Is he even on team? Yeah, he's on the 49ers. I did not know yeah. that. There you go. So, Yeah, thank God we didn't forget Nate with right. that list. But yeah, either way, look, it's it's good to see Lane back and all that. With that in mind, as we, we just mentioned, let, let's get to the earth straight. Because we last time we spoke, it was the reaction pod to the Tampa Bay game. And we both basically said we expect Zach to get traded. You know, it yes. felt like that after the game with the emotional stuff and all that. And obviously, the situation, you know, Arizona, it, it felt like... It's rare that you feel like, oh, this guy's going to get traded to that team, but that's what it felt it like the with the injury. Sense, it was yeah. like with the Max Wiem injury. It was like, oh, this this works, and this they're six and zero. Like this you know, is if... going to happen, right? Right. So they do get, they do end up getting uh, trading Ertz to Arizona, fifth round pick, and take out and come back. What are your impressions of the trade itself, and then of you know, kind of wrapping up the Zach Ertz era in Philadelphia? I mean, I I guess like getting anything for him, you consider yeah. that a win. Like that's I, what I, you I, know, think I don't think too. like. I don't think it's like a good value. I don't think like Howie like got a great return. Like I I guess trading him makes sense from a team building perspective, just because now Goddard can be your number one tight end. Well, I guess we'll get into Tyree Jackson, but like Especially with Goddard in a contract year, you know, you right. figure this out. Right. And I think for Zach it makes sense too. Like I, I think sometimes when teams say they're doing things for like to be good by the player, they're it's kind of normally like just a lie. You know, but I think in this case, like they sent him to a team that's six and zero. He that, definitely would rather be an Arizona Cardinal than it. One hundred percent. Like no, once he gets over the emotional st- exactly. part of it, like, like from a football perspective, this yes. is a Zach. Or, Zach Ertz is probably the biggest winner in this whole thing. For from sure. A football perspective. He's gone from a team that's two and four to six and zero. Have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And gone from a team yeah. where he's gonna have to split time slash be the backup. Totally. To a team that now where he's gonna be. Look, he's not gonna be a number one option, but he's gonna be a number one he's tight starting end there, tight end, yeah. and he's going to play with Kyler Murray. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, there's a guy who's he even said it in his goodbye speech, and we'll get to his goodbye speech or his goodbye, you know, press conference or whatever. But he said, "I want to be a Hall of Famer." He's like, yeah. "I want to be in Canton someday." He's like, "He's going to help what? him." Yeah, exactly. You know, this is going to give him and a lot better chance than, there. than splitting time with Dallas Goddard on a worse Eagles team. Right, and I would think he'll stay there. I would think they wouldn't have traded for him if they weren't at least interested in bringing him back for 2022. So, but who knows? But from the Earth perspective, like. So it was funny. I was in a uh, in a wedding this past weekend, best man. as I'm sure you brought up on the uh, best on man the air. Yes, don't, don't Kill, killed yourself. the best man speech. By the way, no, of course, killed you. it. I totally believe it. Well, so here's the move I did. So there was two maids of honor, and then the best man. They gave speeches, both very good, but they didn't take the mic off the stand. Uh, when I got to the stage, I took the mic off and I walked around. Like asserting myself. Good move by you. Kind of like, like how a lion. Yeah, you know, like a like, rock on tour. Yeah, you know, exactly. you're kind of a, a lounge singer grabbing the mic and walking Much around. Like and Freddie Mercury. Yes, one might say. I sang when I did Best Man Speeches. That's good. Yeah, I debated doing something like that, but I didn't know if I could pull it off without it like it, being it, painful for it, people. It was so I I rewrote. We didn't start the fire. My buddy and I, my buddy Teddy, best friends since the first grade. Wow, no uh, big deal. No big deal. Yeah, you know, thirty something years. Kind of like Jack yeah. and Joe. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we didn't start the fire. Was like our favorite song growing up. We learned all the words together and all that. So I rewrote "We Didn't Start the Fire." That's good to him and his his wife's thing. And then I was my best man's brother later, and I felt bad that I sang it. Teddy so sang then. I sang again. Well, as a former street performer, I, I think everybody in my blood, man. Yeah, it's exactly. in my blood. Yes. Um. So anyway, I was driving to uh, the wedding, and like I'm like, right, I'm gonna miss Sirianni. That sucks, but whatever. So, Sirians and I, it's like, they traded Ertz. <laughs> they traded Ertz. Howie's talking. Zach's talking. Sirianni's yeah, talking. And yeah. I'm just driving the whole time being like, you got to be 
effing kidding me. <laughs> I know. You're like calling me during my show. You're like, hey, you need to know I this. Know. And I'm like, dude, I'm trying to do six <laughs> press conferences. But, but what I was thinking about while I was driving was, I think Ertz is probably the best athlete I've ever covered from beginning to end. And I know his career is not over, but it's over in Philadelphia. But like, you know, we're you're 40, so you're old. But like, you, you know, miss Fletcher Cox's first year. You miss Jason Kelsey's correct, first couple yes. years, just to context. Right, exactly. You know? And I think Lane would be another one who'd be on that well, list. Well, I think Ertz is a higher. Oh, I agree. Ertz, I'm yeah. saying I'm just trying to put no, the agreed. list together, you yeah. know? Well, and the fact he's only played for one team, too, which I know obviously Kelsey and, and Fletcher had as well, and Lane. So, but uh, yeah, so it's just like the older you get, you know, it's cooler to think that it's cool to think that we've seen their whole careers, and a lot, a lot of people listening too. You know, like how many great eagles do we talk about, but you don't get to see them from beginning to end. So I think that was like one cool part of the Earth thing. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And I thought, and we can get into it. His um, his goodbye press conference, one of the better of those things I ever remember. I mean, his, maybe only second to the one that he gave in January, which was great too. Yeah. But you know, like, look with this guy, you can see that like, obviously he truly loves this city. Like, yes. With all that stuff felt genuine. Well, he's felt an emotional that, guy. He is an emotional guy, yeah. but at the same time, like he really does consider Philadelphia his home. And I, I do believe that, that for the rest of his life, Philadelphia will be his home or yeah. one of his homes or whatever. But specifically to point out one thing as it is, I don't know. You know, a lot of people who listen to this pod are also fans of the other teams in Philly. I know not everyone is, but a lot of us are four for four, you know, whatever. Uh, there's something going on with another team. I know. I was debating we were going to talk about this city. on the Parks We're not going to dive or, into okay. it too much, but 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 just in terms of, of one versus the other, kind of a, uh, you know, context, one Philly athlete versus another, like Zach Ertz's answer about playing in Philly. Yeah. And about how the fans make you better and how the fans expect the best out of you. And that, you know, and that makes you want to give them the best and work the best and, and all this stuff. And just talking about like diving into the psyche of the Philadelphia fan and what it's like to play for them and how great it can be and, and all that stuff. Like mm. I thought when you hear that answer from that guy and just just put the it up against juxtapo- juxtapose, that's exactly the word, juxtapose mm. it against what's happening with Ben Simmons mm. right now. It is just, it's mind blowing. Yeah. To think that one guy can have this this perfect perspective on what it is to be an athlete in Philly and what it can be for you and how to deal with and handle this fan base versus what this guy's doing. It just it felt very, well, very stark in the moment. And that's the other benefit of seeing someone from the beginning to the end. Because like remember that moment in Cincinnati where he like it must have yeah, been Carson the was block. the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And he like, well, not a miss block, you know, the or whole whatever, accusation that, that, that he like yeah. you know, put his arms up and I remember like being in the locker room with him and like he was really upset about how he that took was it hard, talked man. about. Right, he yeah. changed how he played because of it. And he changed how he played. So, yeah, I mean, and you can't compare that to anything Ben's been through because, like, Ben is on a much, much larger scale. Yes. Like, nationally, he's getting yes. dragged. But just, like, responding to criticism and how it worked. But here's a question. Like, where does Ertz rank? Like, it, I mean, As an eagle, you mean? Yeah, not, like, obviously he's the best tight end of all time uh, for the franchise. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, he's one of the best patch catchers. Like, is he time. is he top ten eagle? So, like, regardless of position, I asked. Funny enough, asked I, Rube. I asked Rube. I thought, you know, I had Rube on the show. Like, literally the perfect guy. To the ask. Per- I said it. I'm like, you're yeah. the perfect person to ask this question yeah. to, and he said top twenty. So, I, I, you know, I think that's a really fair. I don't know where he falls in the in the ten to twenty range, but I think that's a, a fair spot to put him, which. It's an unbelievable yeah, thing unbelievable to say that this guy is a top twenty eagle of all time. And look, maybe he's top ten. I don't well, know. Like, which one's definitely over him? Reggie White. I mean, Reggie White, Donovan McNabb, Donovan. Any running backs? Um, I mean, like, what? What are we doing? Are we going Steve Van Buren or not? You know, what no, I mean, I mean, I don't include those guys on my list. But so we're saying like Super Bowl era. Yeah, like right. Super- guys where the video is in color. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many. It's so hard to like. Uh, like parse I, don't, I wouldn't put McCoy over him. I mean, I would put Jason Kelsey over him as someone who's here right now. I, I, w- I would put Kelsey. Yeah, Kelsey I think, as more I think he's pros. in that same like same like range. Two or three but above. I, w- I would put I would probably still put Fletcher Cox above him for career achievement. I wouldn't, but that's I. I, I understand. I think I it's close. Yeah. Si- similar level. Um, McCoy. I mean, I actually think I would go Ertz over Shady, but I, I would could, too. I mean, I Ertz see... did catch the game winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he caught the game winning touchdown. No biggie. Yeah. You know? I mean, Westbrook. Uh, I think Brandon Graham is someone you would put in Graham's the discussion. Not, I don't think. I don't think he's as good a player as yeah. Ertz. Uh, but like we're talking all-time Eagles, he's up there. Like Seth Joyner. Seth Joyner, absolutely. If we're going, I was just going chronologically, right. but going back to those guys. I mean, Clyde Simmons, Seth Joyner are on the list. Trent Cole. Trent Cole has to be on the list. He's, he's all second all-time yeah. in sacks. All right, Trent you Cole. know, Trent Cole has to be considered. 
it's a, we're doing a lot of lists this podcast. I, know. I like it. A lot we of are. listing. There, well, there's I think a it's lot. Happened. Look, we have Rube on the podcast yeah. once, and all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> know making lists 24 I mean, but look, John Runyon and Trey Thomas, two names we did, just got, uh, yeah. you know, honored. There's a lot of those type of guys, but Ertz is, Ertz is in the discussion. And again, to the point that he made and that we talked about, like, he is a potential Hall of Famer with yeah. a few more good years. So, certainly on the list. I would and, definitely put Ertz ahead of Jason Peters, for what it's worth. I would too. Yeah. But again, I don't, he wasn't as good a player as Peters, but I think as an all time eagle. Is only one quarterback ahead of him? I don't know if I would, but Peters might have to be in problem. Oh, man, that's I, I think Peters is, is like an overrated eagle. He's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he yeah, will get in. I don't know, game. man. Like, I'm not saying I disagree with that, but like. I get it. I just, for I some reason, tough. Peters is soured. never. The some, last five years of the thing just really soured the first whatever. Yeah, I don't know years, what it is, years. but for some reason, you know, Peters never like connected with me as like a, an all-time eagle. I get I'm that. not disputing it. Like, Marcus Hayes one time told me he thought Jason Peters was on. His Mount Rushmore of Eagles. Wow. And I was like, that's a bold statement. That's bold. That would not go there. But I think he's a great player. And right. I think, you know. Yeah. But I get it. He didn't connect. He didn't. That's and also, fair. like, when's the last time he was great? Like six years ago? Yeah, I mean, a while. Yeah. So, you know, right. and, and even when he was, it would be the, you know, he's great for a few games right. and he's out and the whole thing. So I agree. It's hard to it's hard to separate with Peters the the last three, four, five years of the legacy and all that happened from the right. from the first part. So yeah, it's a good one. Uh, and obviously, I think Ertz, you know, way more beloved than Jason Peters. I don't think. Yeah, now I'm mean, at one point, sure. you know, yeah. Jason Peters was way more popular at one point. Uh, I mean, well, obviously, when he was, you know, really great, and Ertz wasn't quite great. True, yet, but true. Either way, it's it's an interesting one because I do think he is the top twenty eagle of all time, Jason Peters. But you just don't think about him that way. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, let's let's spin it to the here and now as uh, Eagles have a game against the Raiders. I want to get into a couple. Things that were said this week and get your take on it, and then we'll, we'll focus on Eagles Raiders. Um, first, this came up on the show today, and I want to get what your thoughts on it were as, as well. And I, a lot of people have made a big deal about it. The Jonathan Gannon, Ryan Kerrigan response. Very Carson Walsh, Mac Hollins, if we all remember that. Or where, like, whatever. Ahead, anyway, for those who haven't heard it, essentially, you know, the, the Dave Zingaro asked Jonathan Gannon, you know, for all intents and purposes, why is Ryan Kerrigan a bit bad? You know, right. it's more eloquently like phrased. Like the nicest way you could try nicest to Nicest way you could it, say it, yeah. but it was to the point, and I appreciate that. But Jonathan Gannon basically was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He lines up right. His eyes are in the right place. Like, all well, this, like, he's like, uh, you know, he's not on the statue, but I think Ryan Kerrigan's been great. Like, so here's well, my what thoughts the, What the hell? Okay. <laughs> what was that? So first of all, I've heard it a few times on the station, and I, like, I'm not criticizing anybody. But I feel like the whole soundbite's not being played. Because the second part of it is like, you know, he's creating plays. And I think it's, I'm not saying I agree with this. But the second part of the answer is he's basically the Fletcher Cox thing where he's like, you know, Ryan Kerrigan's doing things that makes other people be able to make plays. Like Ryan Kerrigan's staying in his lane and winning. And because of that, the running back's bouncing to the left. Like, you know, those type I of things. I get it, yes. So I, I don't – look, Ryan Kerrigan's not played well. But I, I think people get – like. Why do people expect coaches are going to rip them up at the party? Well, that's that's like the, the when flip the Matt side. Collins thing too. Everyone's so worked up about him complimenting Matt, complimenting Matt Collins. Like, would you want him to get up there and be like, "Yo, guys, he's a six receiver. He's clearly not that good. Yeah. We're not going to throw it." No, to him. I know, I know. It's just the phrasing of it. Like, don't tell us that they're lining up right. Like, that should that should not be something someone's doing well. That should be a base level thing for your job. Every player on the field should be lining up right every single play, or well, that's to on be fair, you guys. This is the most penalized team in the league. I know, so. I know, but that's the problem when that's a always oh, doing well because he's lining up right. I mean, that's I don't know. I just want my coaches to to find a better way to phrase what they're trying to do. I yes. understand he's not going to say like, look, the truth of it is Ryan Kerrigan's cooked. He's just not the right, player he used right. to be. Exactly. He's not going to say that. I get that, but at the same time, it's also like find a better way. To all right, one, yes. one more coach thing with that, that that was very concerning that John Ritchie pointed out. Shane Steichen asked, we don't get into the coordinator stuff. I was going to say, I don't know what quote this is. This might is. be the first time we've talked about Shane Steichen in any sort of real way. Although, I did see a funny tweet that I guess when Shane Steichen was hired, a Chargers fan oh, I saw it. tweeted under, get ready for a lot of bubble screens. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, here uh, we go. Shane Steichen was asked about the RPO offense and basically said, yeah, I don't I don't really have much experience in it. He's like, I did it a little bit with Justin Herbert last year. He's like, otherwise I've been with Phil Rivers, so I haven't really done it. Like, Richie was apoplectic about this, being like, this is the As offense Richie we're gets. running, yeah. and this offense coordinator says, I don't know how to run it. I don't really have much experience with it. 
What's your takeaway well, on the perfect, response right. and then the, the more the macro drink? Sense. Yeah, this is such a perfect example of why being honest at the podium. Okay, so Does we, so we killed you. Jonathan Gannon for not telling the truth. And then Shane Sykin tells the truth. And we're like, <laughs> how could you say that? Right? Like, it's a great so point. Obviously, Shane Sykin, like, it's not great that he's, it's not great that he said it. It's not great that he's going to admit that he did not have an experience in the RPO. But take, like, the quote aside, it's also not great that he never had experience doing it, and now they're doing it all the time. Like, that's the biggest concern. That's a great You point. know, like, it, like yeah, you shouldn't have point. said it. But, like, now it also big, it also makes you wonder, like, did they hire this staff thinking they'd be running a lot of RPOs? Clearly not. Right. Yeah, clearly not. Which, you know, goes back to the whole, like, Remember, and this has long since been, you know, forgotten about, but the whole, like, did they hire Nick Sirianni for Carson Wentz thing? Right. Which we never bought into at all, but, you know, they certainly didn't hire him to coach Jalen Hurts. I think there's no No, I think they were. That. They had a lot of plans before Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, look, I think Shane Sykin's a little bit in, like, the Mike Grow, like, who really cares and category. who really knows what he does yeah, exactly. and all that, yeah. Other than, like, looking like Dax Shepard playing a football <laughs> coach. Like, that's, that's all my only Shane Sykin thought. Yeah, but it's not great to say, and it's more, and it's concerning. Like you know, I'm sure we'll talk about Sirianni, but they do get a little sometimes up there, like you know, like sounding like like high school coaches. Yeah. Like when Sirianni's talking about like having them over the house to like watch film, and like he's talking about today about how they have a group chat where they watch games and talk about football. Like all that stuff's fine and everything, and I get it, but like I don't know. Well, it, like I get it, and it's not bad. I'm not even ripping them for it, but were- it just sounds a little like. Immature. Well, like, especially almost. when you're struggling and when when coaching has been the question and the problem. I mean, Ray Dittinger was talking today about how Seth Joyner calls his offense a high school offense, and Ray said to him, "That's an affront to St. Joe's Prep," like implying that St. Joe's Prep runs a better offense right. than the Philadelphia Eagles do. That's Ray Dittinger and Seth Joyner saying this. It's not you and me. Right. That's Seth freaking Joyner saying yeah, this stuff. I'm just. Look, should we get into Sirianni now? Yes. You have that? Actually, okay. in one sec, we're about to get into Seth Joyner, but first. Download the Park Sportsbook app. We've, mm. we've told you all season. If you haven't downloaded it yet, like well, NBA is back, you though. are missing out. I was about to go there. Yes, basketball's back. Yes. you can bet on basketball. If anyone listened to this pod last year, you know that basically Elliot and I spent like three months doing nothing but. Yes, <laughs> it was like but the, then our, our you, sole purpose in life. Like a true coward, didn't bet night one, and I did. Yeah, like come so, on, man. Well, I so I was waiting for tonight because there's eleven games on this Philadelphia. Game. Yes, back in action. I bet on them tonight. I bet on the money win. line. I saw they were. I think minus three or three and a half. Yeah, I bet the money line. Very football. Just line. Like I would still is... take them with the points. I think with this whole thing happening right now, I think I think they come out tonight angry. And I think Zion Joel would... comes out tonight angry, and there's no Zion. Yeah, if he was playing, I'd be more concerned. But yeah, I think they probably win. Yeah, I think they probably win, and right. you can bet on that along with all these other games. Plus, of course, all the football action and Parks Picks Pod coming tomorrow. Oh, yes, sir. We hit the parlay. Oh, we hit the parlay. Yes, sir. A lot more money in our account than before. Yes. And you could hit that parlay, too. If you would just listen to the pod, if you download the app, if you take advantage of this, you can win, too. And, of course, you can bet on anything and everything, live and game betting, which is a blast. You get great odds depending on, on what's happening. And, of course, parlays, props, teasers, and, and all that stuff, and individual player performances, anything and everything. And, of course, here's the deal. If you sign up right now, new customers, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500, a $500 risk-free bet. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Risk-free bet is refunded and credit. The website has all the details. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, sir. My favorite futures bet in the NBA right now, and you'll be surprised to hear me say this, Milwaukee Bucks plus 850. I think it's a great bet. They're third. For some reason, the Warriors it's insane. are insane. They should they should be the favorite. Agreed. I think Milwaukee, they should be over Milwaukee the Lakers. Should like, be I get the why favorite. they're not, but I, I don't. I mean, I do, well, but I don't because people. Yeah, yeah, it's because people bet. Exactly. I know, but that's, that's stupid. I think that I think those are amazing odds. I think the Bucks are the best team in the league. I I agree. I think Giannis is the best player in the league. I think the Bucks are the best think, team. Yeah, I think it's an argument. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's him or Durant in my mind. So agreed. So uh, very very with you on that. So we will talk more about. Maybe some specific bets on the Parks Picks Pod tomorrow, so check that out. All right, let's get to Sirianni. Um, man, you know, I I think everyone knows that my opinion has not changed much. I'm still in the incredibly concerned about yes. this guy camp. You know, you've been a little less concerned than me. Not so, that you haven't had concerns, but a little less than me. Where are you at right now, Sirianni? So I texted this to you and Jack Fritz when I was not while I was driving, but while I was on the way to the wedding. 
and I said, like, I think everyone just needs to relax a little bit about Sirianni. Like, they lost to the Bucks. Like, yeah, duh. The Bucks are way better. Like, everyone thought they were going to lose that game. And they lost to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are way better. Like, the Cowboys, obviously, right now, we can see, are way better. Like, they've not had a bad loss. There's not been a game where they went out and it was like, they should have beat this team and they didn't. Now, you could argue I mean, there's not many teams lo- that they're not yeah. going to, right? And there's but, also bad loss and just, like, not looking competitive, too. Well, like the, only the game, they, game only game they didn't look competitive in yeah. was that. And look, the Tampa Bay game, they lost by six, but it felt like 30. Like, Great, I mean, let's but, but be honest. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. But, but that doesn't matter. We watched the game. Uh, yes. We know yes. that they had no they, chance The Bucks were way game. better yes. than them. But here's my thing about Sirianni. Like, I just really think at this point, him and Jalen Hurts are not helping each other. Like, Jalen Hurts is making Nick Sirianni look look worse, and Sirianni is making Jalen Hurts look worse. The only thing that I agree with everybody on is he needs to run the ball more. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I agree with But, like, I I don't believe that his offense is, like, high schoolish. And, look, I'm not, you know, Seth Joyner knows more, knows more about football than me. So, you know, right? But... Like, guys are open. Like, there are guys that are schemed open. There, there are clips I see when I watch the game, but especially like on Twitter, because it's easier to look at the clips there, like, where guys are running open and Jalen Hurts just does not see them. And that falls on Jalen. And I understand he needs to run the ball more, but, like, it, the game, their games look so different if when these guys are open, Jalen's just getting them the ball. So, Sirianni's done a lot of things that I don't like. Like, I think at times he's too high schooly. Like, he stopped wearing the T-shirts as much. I think that was a good decision by him. Like, you know, the running the ball thing is unacceptable. Like, he needs to run it more. And I also think just, like, he's regressed a little bit at the podium where, like, he does sound a little more silly than he used to. But I don't think it's like, like, Joe DeCamera said he's the worst coach he's ever seen. Like, Worst Eagles coach. Right, worst Eagles coach. Like, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I think we've gotten a little too strong with the criticism of Sirianni. He might be bad, and the team might end up being really bad. But these next two games, and we'll talk about the Raiders game, but, like, if they win these next two games, which are, is possible, they're 4-4. Four and four. And, like, that's not terrible for a rookie head coach that's never called plays, never been a head coach. Like, they've not been the disaster that they would be if he was actually a terrible coach. I get it, and I, I do think it's maybe gone a little far. Like, I, I, I don't think that, you know, six games in for someone who didn't have experience anyway and you should be expecting right. problems from like this. You expected say, like, this. Right, and yeah. I, I think it, you know, the, the level to which it has been, I, I do agree with you, but... Also, like you gotta use your eyes and be honest about what you see. Yeah, and and I'm very unimpressed. Like I mean, it's what it <laughs> no, is. Like yeah. I can't help it. And Ray brought up a great point about uh, Ray Didner, of course, about like you know with NFL offenses, like they set things up. You know, they'll they'll run a play in the first quarter to see how the defense reacts to it, and then use that against the defense later in the game. And he's like, I see none of that. Yeah, zero from Sirianni, and it's like. And I think that while there are plays where Jalen Hurts does miss open guys or not throw to open guys, I think there are a lot more plays where there are not open guys that aren't on Twitter all the time and all that. I think there's a lot of that as well. I just, like, again, I think, you know, if you run enough plays, there are going to be plays where people are open in every NFL game, period. You know? That's fair. I, I just, what has Nick Sirianni done that, that impresses you? Like, what other than other than the team not giving up on him, which, which does matter. I, I don't disagree with that. That Carolina game, they fought, all that stuff. They stay in... They fight in these games right. when they're clearly outmatched. Like, I do think that matters. I don't want to take that away from Nick. But outside of that, like, from a scheme perspective, like, what if, what well, is impressive? I mean, week one was really good, right? Right. Well, but, you said what? So, like, let's talk about his overall week body one was of work. the one week where no one had any tape and all. We talked well, about it coming in, and we're like, this could be a big deal, but it also might not be. But he did. It but looks did. like it might be a big deal, though, right? right? But, like, like, you said after the game, they did what they were supposed to do. They so, were. Like, okay. And I agree. But in hindsight, it's harder to—, to we have to take the five games after that as a, right. a bigger chunk of what. So, like, well, fine. I'm going to talk about the next five. Okay, All right. the offense was really good against Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, for sure they were really good. Then they good. get in the 30s. Yeah, but yeah, and it could have been more like garbage time ish. It never felt like they were really going to win that game. Right. But sure. And I do think that he and against is, really bad defense. But yes, and, and I do think that he's done a good job with the red zone play calling outside of San Francisco. Oh, I think the red zone play calling guys has been are a open mess. and they're not executing it. Like, like you know, the penalties have been killing them. They've right, been, but the penalties. I mean, I know he's the coach, but the penalties the have nothing to do with the play call though. Like uh, guys are getting open. Yeah. So that I mean, look, I'm not trying to be like Sirianni's biggest defender. I'm just saying, 
after six games, I'm not ready to say, and I know you're not completely. I'm not. Either. I'm not. Yeah, I just. I'm just not as down on him as other people are, which is fair. I, and like, again, let's see where, I, I, saw I would it. give him the. I, like I would give him more time. I, I would. Like I'm. I'm with it. Like I. I get that. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm unimpressed. And so one thing I was definitely wrong about, and I could end up being wrong about a lot of things. But one thing I was definitely wrong about was the first six games did not prove to be as easy as I thought. Right. I saw a tweet that said the Eagles had the number one toughest schedule in the NFL. I thought team. it was third. Oh, sorry, the third. Yeah, they have the e- the easiest coming yes. up. So they had the third hardest schedule in the NFL through the first six weeks. And now they're going to get the third easiest. So, like, now we'll really see. Like, these next games is when the we'll The first see. easiest. It is the easiest schedule in the league, according to the, the Okay, FBI easiest going forward, going forward, third toughest so far. Correct. Okay, so he's played the third toughest schedule in the league, and now he's going to play the easiest. So now we're going to really see. Like, no one expected them to be better than uh, – I did think they'd be better than the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are just way better. Than way better. Them. No one thought they'd be better than the Chiefs. No one thought they'd be better than the uh, Buccaneers. Now they're going to play teams they, they were supposed to be better than. Like, the Raiders, arguably, definitely the Lions, Washington, Giants. Like, all these teams they should be better than. So now we're really going to see if he's just, like, a train wreck or if he's a good coach that went through some growing pains through the first six weeks. Yeah. I think it's going to be really interesting. All right. Uh, I want to get to Eagles Raiders quickly. Last thing before we get to Eagles Raiders, Tyree Jackson is back. Practice window open. Won't be playing this week, but we'll see. Well, might not be playing. This might week. not. I would guess probably not. I would but guess you're, not. You're right. But um, we'll see. Yeah. I look, he had a really good training. They're, they're, they mentioned him multiple, or how he mentioned him multiple times yes. in the Earth's Trade Brass Conference is, you know, part of the reasoning and all that. They are clearly high on this kid. Yes. And look, uh, kept him on the roster like we talked about. So this could happen, all that stuff. I think he's, I think he could be good. I mean, he looked very good in training camp. Uh, super athletic. What impressed me about him was I had him down on one drop in training camp on 44 targets. So, like, for a guy that's switching positions to already have that level of hands, I think is incredibly impressive. Um, I mean, he's the best athlete on the team, probably. I mean, Goddard's an elite athlete, but Tyree Jackson is like, you know, I mean, like there's probably only two or three tight ends in the league that are a better athlete than he is currently. So, um, yeah, I, I think he could be really good. I'm excited to see him out there. Obviously, he has to prove it in a game, but I think once he's ready, like, he'll be out there. Like, it, he's going to get more snaps than Jack Stoll. Like, it'll be Goddard and Tyree Jackson, and it'll be huge. Because, look, if he looks like he can do it and he looks like he – can, can be the guy, like then they're then probably not going to resign Goddard. Goddard. Yeah, so money, all that stuff. So. And that's probably a mistake. I mean, you know, we don't know. We we'll see. It depends what Tyree Jackson is. I right. mean, if Tyree Jackson is legit, then then it's not. But I it, I agree. Right now, I'm in the I would like to have Dallas Goddard. Yes, but I'm I'm very interested to see how he looks. And I think like I don't think he'll play this week, but he could probably be active versus Detroit. So be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I, look. I playmakers. Give me playmakers. Yeah, I'm I'm good, especially if it's one that comes out of nowhere. That would be something. All right, uh, Eagles Raiders. Uh, li- like you implied, you know, this is a massive game for this. It's a team. must win. I- if you want to make the playoffs, I agree. You know, yes. like probably. You know, if you, it's look, they have a pretty easy second half of the schedule. There's no plane rides, all that stuff. Like you never know, like if they really, you know, the Giants and Washington. But I agree. I think with this team and the way we've seen them, if they're going to make the playoffs, they need to win this game. So one thing I see on Twitter a lot that I'll vent on is like. I tweeted these are must-win games if they're going to make the playoffs. Everyone's like, they're not making the playoffs. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, well, I'm saying they have to make them, like, they have to win these games to make the playoffs. Like, this idea that, look, like, don't worry about them not making the playoffs until they're out. Like, why would you want to give up on that already is what I don't get from people. Like, this idea that, like, they're not making it, they're not making it. Well, like, okay, then then it's over. Then, like, what, you know, I, I think that people should allow this team to see if they have a chance cuz like it's they could be the third wild card. I still think they have a chance at that. They're not going to win the division. The Cowboys are going to win the division. But let's see what this team can do over the next month. And then if in a month we'll have a much better answer on it. But I don't think it's crazy to say in a month they could be in the wild card chase for that third spot. Look, they definitely could. I don't think they will be, but either way, you know, what's the point in in not hoping for it? Well, that's what I don't get <laughs> I mean, from like, people you may like hope, but I yeah. I don't I don't disagree with the people who say they're not making the playoffs. Like, I don't think they're making the playoffs. But, right. you know, to your point, I agree. Like, it, it, no reason not to try and enjoy it. I mean, like, literally all off season, we talked about how they were bad. All last season, they were super bad. Like, we're probably going to spend all off season again talking about it. Yeah. Like, guys, just wait a month. Just have, you know, <laughs> just have hope for one week. Like, if they win these next two games, they'll be 4-4. Four and four, And it's a much different world. So, let's just see what happens. Elliot Shore Parks. 
fountain of positivity. Uh, optimism. Here. Optimism. I love it. Uh, look, I think you're right. Why not enjoy it while we can, especially after so much bad football that we've watched, and, and because there are still a lot of unknowns. with this. And that and Dolphins that, pick's going to be, like, top four. Like, um, they have nothing to tank for. That Dolphins pick is going to be— as many high picks as you can get. True, hurt. but I'd, don't you think it's better for I'm not saying team? tank, obviously. I'm just saying I don't think they're going to be good. I think their pick I know is going to end up relatively high anyway. Yes. But, um, all right, let's get to the Eagles-Raiders game because as you kind of set the stakes, if an important game, look, and, and if nothing else, this team is certainly playing as if they could be a playoff team, as if believing in themselves and all that. So for th- those purposes, like this game really matters and it should matter this team. How you sizing up this game? I feel like the Raiders are a, a tough team to get a read on yeah. based on obviously the 3-0 start, the whole well, the Gruden thing, too. the struggles, and then the Gruden thing, and then and then come out last week and 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 we're awesome for for the special teams coach guy. Uh, what where are you at with this game heading in in a, in a you know kind of big picture? Stuff? So what I can't decide with this game is is Derek Carr, he's not an elite quarterback, but is he like top ten? Like because I think I've I've pretty much decided the rest of the season the Eagles are going to beat the bad quarterbacks and lose to the good ones, and they're going to beat teams that have bad offensive lines. The Raiders have a bad offensive line. Pro Football Focus has him ranked as a 22nd pass blocking line in the league so far. Um, so I, I, you know, I think that they they will win the defensive line of scrimmage. Now the Raiders' pass rush is good, which is a bit concerning if you're the Eagles because either Lane's going to be back and it's his first game in you know a month or whatever, three weeks, and so that that's a concern. But it really comes down to me: like, is Derek Carr going to pick this defense apart? And that's just what I can't decide. Yeah, look, I think Derek Carr is pretty good. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's, you know, elite. better than Sam Darnold. Oh, yeah, he's better than better Sam Better than Matt Ryan? Yeah, you think right now, today? Yeah, yeah better, I think he's okay. better than Matt Ryan today. I, I, better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he's close to, like, he's probably 12, top 12, top 13. I don't know. He's like Kirk Cousins-ish. Mm. You know, that kind of guy where you can win games with that guy as your quarterback, but I don't think he alone is going to win you a ton of games, if that makes sense. Uh, look, I think the Raiders are pretty good. You know, I don't think they're great. I think they're pretty good. I think that as a football team, they are better than the Eagles. I feel very confident about that. But again, like, you know, it's a, you know, look, the Eagles beat teams that are better than them and vice versa. I don't think they're they're way better than the Eagles. The Eagles can't go in there and, and beat them. Look, <laughs> this is what it's going to come down to is, are they going to run the, fr- the freaking football? The Raiders are bad against the run. I think they're like 26th yep. in the league in, in yards per carry. I mean, run the ball. Like, <laughs> run the freaking football. I, I have to think they will. Why? Because they just can't. They can't keep doing this. Oh yeah, is that a challenge? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like realistically, I don't get how they talk so much about self evaluation over the mini buy. Like I don't know how you can leave the mini buy and not have the glaring, obvious mistake you're making is not running the ball a lot. <laughs> I mean, just so right. Like obvious. it has. So I have to think they'll run the ball more. I just I have to. And the thing I think. All right. So the Raiders' offense: Darren Waller and Henry Rux. Darren Waller is obviously an elite tight end. They've played some elite tight ends, though. They were good against Travis Kelsey. They were good against George Kittle. They shut Kyle Pitts down in his first game. Um, they didn't face Gronk. but So I think they have a track record of shutting down elite tight ends. But then also, like, Henry Ruggs' thing is beating people deep. And say what you want about the Eagles' defense. They don't get beat deep. Like, they will— Often. I mean, Tyreek Hill did, but— True, I- but Tyreek Hill, he had the one deep one. But, like, yeah, he had one deep couple, one. Couple long catches, but I right. know what you mean. Like, their whole thing is they will not let you beat them mm-hmm. deep. So I don't think you're going to see Tyree – or not Tyree Kill, Henry Ruggs, like, getting three, four catches down the field. So I actually think their defense is set up well to contain the Raiders. The question is, like, can the Eagles' offense get into the high 20s? And I, I don't know. <laughs> you uh, seem so – you're so unsure right now. You you're, you're very, you feels like you have no kind of read on – on because you are the king of picking Eagles games I know. prior to this season. Like, you're very good at it. You've had a good track record. Well, I know who I'm going to pick. Ju- I know you do, but yeah. you just feel very unsure of, of what you're – like, of, of your feel of this team and this matchup, it feels like. Well, I think it's tough because, like, so much of it is how I feel about the quarterback and head coach, and I don't know who to blame right now. Yeah. You know, like, but I still think both of them have potential. Like, I'm not out on either one. And you said the Raiders are a way better team. Like, I think they're a better team. Sorry, yeah, correct. I, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I mean, they have Henry Ruggs, they have Darren Waller. Like, their defense is okay. Their pass rush has been good, but like, I don't think they have anybody on their pass rush where I'm like, I'm like super afraid. Those of that guys have guy. played pretty well. Crosby's yeah. been good this year. I mean, they got guys who have played right, well. But there's no like, you know. Like, I think, like, Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargave are better probably than anybody on their line. Sure, but you can't—I mean, that's not the way to, to measure a football game. No, like, but I'm just like, saying I don't think they have, a, like, elite-level talent on their defensive line. So—and, you know, so I saw a stat as we're recording here. It was on TV. 
that since 2020, interim coaches are 4-0 in their first game, including the one last week. They're 0-3 in their next one. Yeah, I that that I definitely believe that last week was a us against right. the world type of game for the Raiders. Like everyone in the world thinks we're gonna lose this game. We just lost our coach. We're going through all this. Like we're gonna rally together and win this football game. I think game. they fall. Back, I actually, yeah. was, I thought about it after. Like, I was super upset that we didn't pick the Raiders. Like, I bet yep. on their money line. Like, I, I was super confident they were going to win that game after I really kind of stepped back and thought about it. So, I do think that's a good one. I do think that, that you know, don't base it off last week and how they look last week because I do think there was a, a little bit extra juice for that game for, for the special teams guy they all love and all that. Yeah, so I agree. So, I, I think it's like, you know, do they do they have the coaching matchup? Like, maybe. <laughs> maybe can we, can maybe we say that maybe <laughs> no i don't know so i know what you mean though it's not it might know. i mean yeah so so i are we gonna make our picks now or? sure let's do it i, I drum think, roll yeah i think they're gonna win the game i first of all i think they're a better dome team so as we've discussed right i think they're better in a dome so that helps i think that the defense like i'm torn on Derek carr but i know he's not like top five so i think the defense will be what they've been when they haven't played tom brady patrick Mahomes, and dak prescott and I think coming off the bye week, they will will run it a little bit more. And I think the, the offense will rebound. So I'm going to pick them to win. Now the question, so I guess I'll take the money line straight well, up. You already, like yeah, you're just picking them to cover. Yeah, way, exactly. Yeah. The pick. I think they're going to lose. All right. I think the Raiders are better in Vegas. First time they're traveling to Vegas, the whole thing. I just, I think the Raiders are a better football team. I don't trust the Eagles right now. I don't trust them to, which is funny. You know, they are. Two and what? Two and one on the road, and zero and three at home. Whatever, right, which is pretty funny. They've been better on They've the road. Been better on the yeah. road than at home. But I, I just, I think the Raiders are better. I, I, I don't feel super confident. I wouldn't be shocked if we're doing a pod Sunday night and the Eagles won the game. Basically, going to be an Eagles home game for what it's worth. Yeah, so. I know there'll be a lot of Eagles fans there. I, I just, I think the Raiders are better. I think Derek Carr is better. I think the Raiders are better, and I think they win the game. I think the Eagles are three and five after the. Next you depict this. Oh, so you think so they'll think, beat I Detroit? I think they'll beat Detroit. I think they lose to I think they go one and one on this trip. Do they cover? I, I'm gonna pick the Raiders to cover. I don't feel confident enough in the Eagles that even though they've done a nice job of covering these type of things, but Yeah. Uh, they've been competitive in all their games yeah. besides Dallas. I still I'm gonna take the Raiders. I, I don't again, I w- this is not what I'm betting on. I don't feel super confident right. in it, but I, I'm gonna take the Raiders and lay the point. All right. Well, we shall find out, I guess. <laughs> on night day four of my Vegas trip, we will find. Well, yeah, you like this should be this should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm gonna take it easy. Well, Elliot. So for those who don't know Elliot, and I'm sure you get a feel for it by now, listening to the pod. But Elliot is a classic. Say I'm gonna take it easy, guy. Have one drink and be all in, guy. I know. Right? Yeah. Fair description. It's a fair description. I mean, I'm obviously <laughs> responsible about it. Course, yes, yeah. Yes. I mean, you're not gonna like. Right. Yeah. Right. But uh. No, like I said, I mean, it's be a lot of Eagles fans there. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. If you're in Vegas, you know, you want to maybe meet up. It'd be fun to meet some pod listeners. That is awesome. Definitely yeah. do that. Awesome. Yes. Well, let's hope it's a fun trip. Well, it'll be a fun trip either way. It'll be a fun trip either way. Let's hope it's an extra fun trip. Let's hope it's a victory pod. I don't want the season to be over yet. Me too. You know, like, I, like there'll be all, all there'll be so much time, time to that. talk about it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> How many pods can we do where we, we end the pod, where we start the pod? Like, oh, the offense was bad again. You know, so yeah. let's hope for a good game. Please, to your point from before, let's all just hope. How about that? You know, even if it's not. It's better if they make the playoffs. Well, of course, so, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think I know we you're more want torn them to make it, the playoffs. Right? I'm torn. Like, I think a high draft pick is, is valuable, too, and I don't want to. I want to, you know, how, I want Howard Roseman gone and, and all the things that pile right. up to lead to that. But, but. I want them to make the playoffs as an Eagles fan. I can't root against that. So, obviously, I, I want them to make the playoffs. But um, I just don't think they're going to. I know you don't. <laughs> I mean, they're one game out of the third wild card. If they win these next two, they're four and four. So, I, I think, like, this is where they make – if they're going to make any type of push, they have to win the next two. I agree. Like, point blank, period. You have to win these games because then, you know, then you have Washington. Well, I don't know who's next on the schedule. But you, like, got, you know, you, you have got the Jets, Washington, yeah. the Giants. Who, the Giants, again, are a disaster after their one good win in New Orleans. But – yeah, so I, this is where you make the push. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I pray that they make a push because we all need it. Yeah, I mean, the pot, <laughs> it's so you know, bad. it's good for it's good for it's everybody good for involved. I mean, we're freaking dealing with Ben Simmons here. Can we get a little love? I know. Can we get a little, like, positivity from one of our We'll do it on the park spot, but I, I don't know off the hand what the top, what the over-under is for the Sixers. I would take the under. Well, we'll get into that. That's coming up tomorrow. Right. Any final thoughts before we get out of here? 
No, I mean, we kind of started with my final thoughts. I know, I know. That's kind of what's ruined the final thoughts. Yeah, we start with Should we just stop asking for final thoughts? No, no, keep going, because one day- keep asking, just in case. one day I'll have one. Well, I did watch the first episode of Succession. Oh, so I have not yet. So, Emily, uh, I mentioned before to everyone that Emily and I are doing the rewatch, because she had not seen it my second time through. Right. Still the best show on television. It's freaking amazing. Yeah, it's very Um, good. I were- uh, through eight episodes of season two. So we'll finish that soon and then start the third. Yeah, season. it was a good first episode. That's what I've heard. Unlike Ted Lasso. That's what I've heard. It was a good first episode. <laughs> Would you bail on it if it wasn't, apparently? I might have. That's the worst. But I didn't. Uh, I finished Squid Game, too. Oh, I got to start that. Super entertaining. It's worth watching. It's How worth many episodes watching. is it? Nine. It's manageable. One of them's like 30 minutes long. So, so I watched all my favorite Halloween movies already. Adam Family 1 and 2 and Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, my God. Top three Halloween movies right there. Oh, my God. I actually like Adam's Family movies, but still, it's such a random pull by you. They're just my favorite movies. They're, 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 tis the season when those are on, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Halloween movie? Um, Like Scream? Well, I mean, some horror. I mean, I love horror movies, all horror movies. So, yes, a horror movie, just, you know. Well, I mean, I'm not saying those movies are scary, but. They're not horror movies. <laughs> no, they're, not. <laughs> they're not horror movies. Look, they're great movies. They're, yeah, they're very yeah, good yeah. movies. Hocus Pocus is, eh. but well, you like, know what I learned? This is sad. The guy that's the main guy in Adam's family died like two years. You after. just learned that Raul Julia died. Two, he yeah, died, he died like twenty years ago or whatever. No, no, he died like two years after the movie. Came yeah, out. oh yeah. yeah, and it was you don't know the the Raul Jules, Julia story is all messed was up. Was Adam's family like his big break? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Ralph Julia is a really famous actor. Why? How do you not know who Ralph What do you mean, how do I? Would you, what, what part of you, from knowing me, thought that I was going to know who that no, guy is? I yeah, don't know exactly. Come on. It. That's Ralph yeah. Julia. He was great. Yeah. I also think yeah. it's pretty crazy, and then we'll go. But, like, and this isn't a spoiler, because the movie's been out for a long time. But, <laughs> I think we can give yeah. the okay on spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Adam that, yeah. yeah. They're like... He starts as not being Fester, and then he just becomes Fester. Oh, I know. And the like, se- it's just like everyone yeah. just accepts the oh, fact yeah. that he's Fester. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, from Back in the Future. Well, he was Fester. Back- no, but... It- so the movie right? the movie starts with him pretending to be Fester. Right, but he was Fester all the time, wasn't he? Wasn't that the whole... I don't know. What's it's funny is I watched Didn't the movie... Did you just watch it? I haven't seen it I've watched the movie decades. so many times, and there's so many times I turn to Kristen and go like, is this an added scene? <laughs> <laughs> I must like fall asleep or stuff. But yeah, that's great. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Well, so anyway, those are my final thoughts. <laughs> it's good. I'm happy we kept the final thoughts for that one. No problem. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Parks Picks Pod, and then of course Saturday one to three. Elliot from Vegas. Yes, be online. So that'll be good. Not part time parks showing up. Part time parks will be part time there. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back with the Parks Picks Pod tomorrow. Until then, he's Elliot. I'm James. Talk to you guys soon.